you probably know of people who've committed to reading through the entire Bible, but today's guest, H.C. Senior Lauren Seegers, has committed to writing it. That's right, writing the Bible by hand. Join us for a conversation with Lauren this morning. Guys, I'm so excited to share with you a student story today from my friend Lauren Seegers. Lauren, what year are you here at Holland Christian? I am currently a senior. And Lauren, your story is so incredible to me. You have done something that I don't know if you even realize very few people in the world have done what you've done. Would you tell us a little bit about what you recently completed and kind of how it all began? I have been working on writing the entire Bible by hand, which is... Pause for a minute. Let that sink in, everybody. Writing, that's right, the Bible by hand. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. It's all good. I At this point, I've completed the New Testament and... I just recently, about two or three weeks ago, got to 50%, which was a big milestone and a big marker, which made me very excited, so. Okay, why? Where did this begin? How did you start writing the Bible at all? In Bible 2, so sophomore year, we are given the opportunity to write several of the prophets in place of the exam. And at first, my motives were completely off, and it was just, oh, I don't want to take an exam, and... I don't want to have to come to school for that. And then junior year, we have a similar opportunity that we can write the Gospels and Acts also by hand and place of the exam. And so I did that. And definitely then my motives kind of changed and I slowed down and took time to really process what I was writing. And so that kind of changed why I wanted to do it. Okay, Lauren, how many hours are we talking here writing the Bible by hand, let's just say the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, how long did that take you to write? That I have no idea because I can sit down and I just keep going and I have no concept of time whatsoever. (laughs) So I have no idea, but... Are we talking, is this something you do every day or every other day, a couple times a week? Um, I tried to do it every day. I tried to do Kind of like how some people do morning devotions this year, I tried to start doing a chapter every morning and that did not work for me at all. And so it's kind of just whenever I feel like sitting down and doing it. And that way it kind of keeps it from being a chore for me. And it's like, oh, I'm choosing to do this because I like to do it. So other students who've taken this challenge every year, I'm a Bible teacher and every year I have, oh, two or three out of 150 students take up this challenge. And oftentimes in terms of hours, we're talking students report anywhere between like 60, 70 and 120 hours. That's kind of the window that that students who've, who've kept count of time have reported back. That's a huge investment. So let me ask this, Lauren. I've heard of students committing to read through the Bible before, right? I'm going to read through, say, the New Testament or the Bible as a whole in a year. But writing the Bible, what's the difference from your perspective? What's the difference in terms of the experience or the engagement of the biblical text between reading it and writing it? I definitely have been able to notice more details. And then with those details, being able to make connections between other books and other parts of scripture that I don't think I would have made otherwise if I just went through and read it. May I ask this, how has your relationship with the Bible changed after spending, you know, investing all these hours 
and and you know i just picture the text going up through the pen into your hand into your heart into your brain how has that changed your relationship with the biblical text it's definitely shifted it from being something that i never wanted to do to something that i want to turn to and so for me it brings a lot of peace to me like to sit down and just start writing and it completely separates me from the rest of the world and it's just about being in that moment and getting into the bible that i forget everything else that's going on and so it's just shifted from being something i don't want to do to be something that i want to do so badly so if i'm having like a rough day more than anything i just want to like be at my house and just write for like 20 hours if i could Lauren, that's incredible to me because so often I personally experience like this sense of, of kind of a discipline when I am reading the Bible. It's, it's required discipline. But what I'm hearing you saying is that though this began as something that, that was a, a discipline, something you incorporated into your week, that it's become a delight. And I think that's such a cool picture of discipleship, right? That this investment, this commitment has flourished in you and blossomed in you to become something that you love and long for and look forward to. That is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Lauren, what you just described sounds like almost like a refuge in the craziness. And of course, there's no short, no shortage of craziness right now in the middle of a pandemic. And yet what I'm hearing you say is that the scriptures have become this refuge to you, this place where you encounter the living God and experience even the peace that passes understanding by being in the Word, I'm thinking specifically about the time when you finish, the moments of finishing the New Testament. The book of Revelation, filled with all kinds of conflict. It's a turbulent book, but the end, we have this vision of the new heavens and new earth coming down. And we read lines like, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. What was it like? finishing in the moment after all this time investing, getting to the very last, some of the very last words in the Bible. So I actually did that out of order. And <laughs> you just ruined my whole question. <laughs> I feel bad because I definitely did not do it in order because I started with the Gospels and then I heard from somebody a grade above me that we could do Hebrews for extra credit. And so I started from Hebrews and then did Hebrews through Revelations and then went back and finish the rest of it. So it's definitely, it's not in order, but um, answering your question about just finishing the New Testament, it was not a feeling that I would have expected because I expected to feel so excited to have finished it. And I definitely was not like, it was just weird and it's hard to explain because I'm not sure why. Lauren, as you're working your way through the Bible, were there any texts in particular that really struck you or that maybe you experienced in a meaningful or powerful way as you were writing? One really cool connection that I made when I was slowing down and paying attention to details was the connection between Revelation and the Last Supper. And so in Revelation 16, angels turned the sea and all the waters into blood. And at the Last Supper, Jesus says that the wine and wine is his blood. And so there's a connection in that of while the blood in Revelation was to show judgment, there's also mercy in that. I love that, being attentive to symbols, that reoccurring pictures, images, motifs, and how the biblical authors often use those as kind of a commentary to bring in all these concepts wherever that image is used throughout the Bible. That's such an incredible skill you're developing. Lauren, as you're writing, have there been texts you've come across that are just 
kind of more baffling or confusing? And if so, what did you do when you get to those? I wouldn't say it's necessarily specific texts. It was more a realization that not everything that I was taught was necessarily biblical. And it makes sense because you're not going to teach kids in Sunday school the details of some of these stories. But then there's whole sections of books that were completely passed, just skipped over because they're not interesting. It's partially on me for not after Sunday school or middle school youth group continuing on reading my Bible where there's just a large gap in my life that I didn't care. And so it was definitely more of just a realization of I don't know anything. When I thought that I knew, like, say, Genesis, I didn't know a large portion of it. And that excited me to keep going because there's so many things that I don't know. That is so cool. (laughs) I love that. And, you know, I'm 32 years old. I've been reading the Bible consistently since I was in sixth grade, and I feel the exact same way. I just, I don't know the Bible, and I'm eager to continue experiencing the book and the God of the book the rest of my life. And, I, and I've got a feeling that when I'm 90 years old, I'll say, I don't know this book. I'm going to keep reading. Absolutely. Yeah. A verse that really resonated with me was 1 Corinthians 16, 14. And the NIV version just says, do everything in love. But then the ESV version says, let all things you do be done in love. And that was more convicting to me because there's the you in there. And English teachers will tell you, don't write with you because it's preachy and (laughs) things like that. But for me, that was something I needed to hear because I think I don't always do that. And I do things with the wrong motives. So then that has stuck with me with something that continually comes into my mind of, am I doing this in love? It's specifically telling you that you need to do it. Lauren, have you had other insights about the Bible in terms of it's been translated, right? And so there are different versions of, of like attempting to be true to the words, but also the ideas behind the words, the heart behind the words. What, what observations like that have you had with the biblical text? All of my life, I had an NIV Bible. And then this past year, I was gifted an ESV Bible. And the first time I read it, it's a pretty similar translation, but I was so confused because I thought that I knew how verses went and I thought I knew how to read the Bible and then to read it from a different translation was something I hadn't really done. We learned that the Bible originally was not written with punctuation and in Psalms that was something I noticed a lot because it's poetic so there's really intentional punctuation and Psalm 136 in particular is one that I usually would have read over really quickly and then when I slowed down and I had made observations about the punctuation. I read it in a completely different light. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it sheds light on all the decisions a translator has to make, right? Like what punctuation do we import Absolutely, here because yeah. we are translating into English. Uh, we have to use these devices, but how do we do that faithfully? I mean, it's really fascinating. Translation is, is just an incredible world. Not just translation, but the, the very fact that we have Bibles is the testament to people individuals who like yourself (laughs) took time to to be scribes and to write before the printing press to write this down so that others would have access to the bible do you have kind of new insights into the the experience of of men and women who've done that And, and because they did that we have the bible absolutely the first time in bible two when i wrote some of the prophets you asked me what 
I kind of felt about the Bible afterwards. And all I could say was that I had so much more respect for it because we would not have the Bible at all if those people hadn't been writing it down. And every Bible that there was was written by hand. I'm really thankful for the sacrifice that these people made to devote their lives to creating new Bibles for people to use and bringing them to the churches and growing the Christian faith. Lauren, do you have plans for like the actual hard copy Bible that you wrote? And I know it's taken several notebooks, but what are you going to do with that? I'm not really sure. It's definitely something that I treasure a lot. And people will say like, oh, if your house was on fire, like what's one thing you would grab? And <laughs> yeah. I would definitely grab that because that's so valuable to me. How cool would that would be such a, like a family heirloom almost to be able to pass on to future generations someday. I could totally see that happening. And for our listeners, I've seen Lauren's notebooks. The only word I can use is just awe. When you look at this, it's just, it's just you can imagine the hours and hours spent being faithful to this process of engaging it and writing it by hand. It absolutely blows my mind. For me, it's just disbelief. (laughs) Lauren, what's a favorite book? Did you have a favorite book? So my cop-out answer that I just stopped doing, like probably this past year, is that I haven't read the whole Bible, so I can't have a favorite book. But that's kind of the same as saying, oh, well, I haven't read every book that's ever been written, so I can't have a favorite. And so I have more than one, but I have reasoning for all. Genesis, I love reading, and I get something new out of it every single time that I read it. And then Psalms, I love writing, and I would probably write it again a hundred times over. And then I loved First Corinthians just because of the way that it frustrated me and challenged me in new ways that I hadn't been challenged from reading the Bible before. So you've never read the whole Bible, and so you'll probably finish reading it as you finish writing it. Is that right? Yes. How awesome is that? This is so cool. I just, what's so fun for me is I just never have talked to anyone who's done this before and it's just incredible territory. I started, Lauren, I think maybe I mentioned this to you. I started writing, I was planning on, after you'd finished this a few years ago, finished the gospels, I thought, oh man, I want to do this too. And I wrote Matthew. I got to chapter two and I quit. So there's, <laughs> I just admire your, your stick to itness and committing to, to this uh, all the way through. It's incredible. No, I definitely get most excited when I finish something to go tell you or show you because <laughs> you've tried it before where other people don't really understand how much has gone into it and how dedicated to it you have to be. Lauren, is this something you'd recommend that others try or is this, or would you rather warn people to, to stay away from writing the Bible, taking this challenge in our high school Bible courses here? I absolutely would recommend it 110%. It has been such a positive experience for me and it has transformed how I view the Bible and it has changed my mentality of all of life. And so I 100% would recommend. I'm so grateful that you've taken up this challenge. I can't tell you how many people, friends in, in my own community that I've told about this that I have this student who started writing the New Testament and then she wrote the whole thing and she's on track to finish the Bible. And and I've taken pictures of the notebooks you've written and send it to pastor friends and everyone responds with the same thing that this is incredible. I'm just thankful that you're doing this and I'm thankful that you're committing to this. So thanks so much for sharing your story with us today. Yeah, thank you.